0: All righty. Well, guys, uh, I haven't been with you for a couple weeks. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I went all the way over to Michigan, Port Huron, Michigan. And, yeah, if you need a Bible, raise your hand. The ushers will give it to you. If you need a pen, hold up a couple fingers, and they'll get that for you as well. I went over to Port Huron, Michigan. to uh, uh, We had a memorial service for my grandpa. And uh, before you feel too bad for me, my grandpa actually died 80 years ago. And uh, they never had a memorial service for him, So my cousin said, we need to do a memorial service for Grandpa Die." And so we had that. And I did an absolute first. I've never done this before. I did a graveside service for someone who died 80 years ago. And he wasn't even buried in the ground. So it was the weirdest thing ever. But I did it. And it turned out. It was a, fu- it was a fun weekend. Glad I went. But it's great to be back with you. And as I said a couple weeks ago, in the month of June... Uh, I was going to be preaching on three more topics regarding prayer. Uh, three more things that, you know, I'm trying to figure out myself in this whole area. And I, as I've said before, guys, prayer is something that I really struggle at. There's a, I have so much to grow in the area of prayer. Uh, I just lack so much. And so this, this whole prayer series has been kind of a, inviting you into my journey. And uh, way back in April, I preached two sermons on the listening part of prayer. We had a part one and a part two. And today we're going to have a part three. And I almost didn't do this sermon because Doug preached a, a, several weeks ago uh, a, an amazing sermon on just the different voices of God, how we can hear God, how we listen to Him, and listening to His insistent voice, His reassuring voice, His, you know, his unifying and collective voice, all the different voices that way God can speak to us. And I thought it was an excellent sermon on the listening part of prayer, uh, so much so that I almost wasn't going to do this one today, but I decided to go ahead and do it because there's some things in the listening part of prayer that I think we need to have our heads around. We need to be able to to be able to understand it and know why and how we can listen, and so I wanted to just talk about it. So today is kind of going to be a cleanup sermon where you just cover a bunch of stuff that I haven't talked about yet. So, if we look at prayer, and if we remember our, our definition on prayer, prayer is dialoguing with God about what we're doing together with Him. And if that's what prayer is, then how do we learn to do the listening part? Okay? How, how do we listen to our unseen God? Because really, that is the elephant in the room. We know how to listen to someone who is physical and we can see them, but how do we listen to a God who we can't see? Um, And and I mention that because there's a lot of Christians who maybe are even here today who think that God doesn't speak to us. Um, And when you say that God speaks to us, they'll be like, man, what are you talking about? That's just so weird. And they think that people who do hear from God, they're weird and they're out there, and that's just not right. Um, And I get it, man. It does seem weird because we can't see God. He is invisible. But here's the deal. In Scripture, we're told that He speaks to us jesus himself says my sheep listen to me they hear my voice so how does that work how do we learn to listen and so i just wanted to unpack that just a little bit more this morning and um, hopefully be able to just add a little bit more to our understanding so to begin with how do we listen to someone who is unseen when we are physical beings how does that even work Well, guys, I think there's something that we need to understand about ourselves that we may know, but I want us to review it anyways, just to kind of be able to set the foundation for for today. And what I want us to remind ourselves about ourselves is that we are physical beings. That is true. But there's also a part of us that is unseen, okay? So work with me here. Let's just kind of follow the trail here. The seen part of us, the physical part of us, what do we call it? The body, okay? Okay? This is our body. In Philippians, Paul says this. He goes, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I'm going to go on living in my body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I don't know. I'm torn between the two because I desire to be with Christ, which is better by far. But it's more necessary for you that I remain in my body, Okay, the physical part of who Paul was. Each one of us has a physical body. It's the physical part of who we are. Now, this physical part of who we are, this body, is what allows us to interact with the physical world. Okay? It's what allows me to get from one place to another. It allows me to pick things up and move things. It allows me to communicate to the physical world we live in. That is the physical part of who we are. It's our body. And it's what you guys first see when you look at me. Okay? But I also have an invisible part of myself. We all do. And tell me, what do we call it? The Spirit. Okay? Now, story many of you probably know. You remember Stephen in the early church? He was preaching this sermon to a bunch of Jews, and they got ticked off at him. They picked up stones. They began to stone him to death. And it says this. It says, while they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my what? Spirit. Notice he didn't say, Receive my body. He said, Receive my spirit. His body remained here on earth and decayed and, you know, it disappeared, but his spirit went to be with the Lord. Our spirit is the unseen part of who we are. Okay? Each one of us are spiritual beings. Not sure if you knew this or not, but you are a spiritual being with an eternal purpose. Okay? You are spirit. And people tend to, and it's understandably so, but people tend to only focus on the physical part of who we are, don't they? They just focus on the body. But actually, we need to understand that we are spiritual first, then physical. We're spiritual first and foremost. We are spirits, this may seem like a kind of play on words, but it's true. We are spirits with bodies. We're not bodies with spirits. Do you see the difference there? We are actually spirits that have bodies. And this is important because it is our spirit, listen to this, it is our spirit that interacts with the unseen world. You see that? Our bodies interact with the physical world and it's our spirit that interacts with the unseen world. And guys, that's in fact how we were first created. That's how God created us to to live. Because... In the beginning, God created the earth, he created mankind, and God is what? He is spirit. So he lives in what realm? The unseen, okay? And he created mankind in a physical world. So man is physical, but we also have a spirit. We're unique because we have a spirit too. Now, because God is unseen and we are seen, we're in the physical realm, the way that God communes with us is by way of our spirit. His spirit communes with our spirit. And the way God created mankind in the first place was that we would commune with him through our spirits. That's how we had this relationship. It was a spiritual connection. We were connected to our source spiritually. Now, in the garden, something happened to that connection. What happened? Sin entered the world, and it severed that connection, okay? It broke it off, and when that happened, we became spiritually what? Dead. We died spiritually. We were disconnected from our source, and so we died. We were spiritually dead beings. Now, because of Jesus and what he did for us on the cross, if we believe in him, it says in Scripture that we are regenerated okay we are made spiritually alive again our bodies may still be decaying and falling apart and he will eventually die but our spirits are made alive we are spiritually alive and the reason we're spiritually alive is because who comes to dwell within us the holy spirit does exactly god's spirit indwells us and causes us to become regenerated become spiritually alive So essentially what happens because of Jesus is this break right here gets completely restored again. We're connected back to our source. Okay, There's no no break anymore. Let me show you this verse. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin. Yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you... He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. So do you see that? Our spirit is alive right now, okay? We are spiritually alive right now. So, follow the trail here. If our spirits are made alive now, and our spirits are the parts of us that make us able to communicate with the unseen realm, then tell me, are we able to communicate with God? Are we able to dialogue with God? Are we able to hear from God? Yes, of course we are. Our spirits are able to commune with His spirits, thanks to Jesus. The unseen part of us is able to dialogue with our unseen God. Does that make sense? Everybody following with me so far? Okay, good. Okay, so what that means is because our God is unseen and our spirit is unseen, the voice of God rarely will be a physical one. Okay, let that sink in. It rarely will be a physical one. Now, of course, God can and does break into the physical world and physically speak his voice to whomever he wants. I know people, some who are in this church itself, who have said that they have heard God's physical voice. And yes, God can do that. But I'll tell you, if you're sitting around waiting for God to speak to you in a physical voice, you may be waiting for a long time. Because primarily, I believe that God speaks to our spirit. He doesn't have to break into the physical world to speak to us. He can do it in the unseen realm through our spirits. And I believe that the primary way that God speaks to us is through His divine thoughts. Okay? The primary way that God will speak to us is through divine thoughts. Not sure if you've paid attention to this before, but in what realm do our thoughts remain? Are our thoughts in the seen realm or the unseen realm? The unseen. Like, I can stand up here right now, and you don't know what I'm thinking. Okay? Tell me what I'm thinking right now. I'm thinking of an alligator. Nobody said an alligator. Now, why couldn't you get that right? Because you can't see my thoughts. That's, that's why we will often say, you know what's the saying that a lot of older people say? A penny for your thoughts? Or we'll just say, what are you thinking over there? And a lot of times my wife will do that. She'll be like, so honey, what are you, what are you thinking right now? And I'll be like, huh? Uh, actually, honey, I wasn't thinking about anything right now. And she's like, come on, Luke, you have to be been thinking, you can't just not think about anything. I'm like, no, seriously, I was not thinking about anything. And I'm just going to say this, ladies, your men can think about nothing. <laughs> Believe it or not, I don't know how men do it, but we can just put it in neutral and there's just nothing. And, and that's why, you know, men can drive for hours and just kind of, uh, and they don't think about anything. That's why they make signs. So when you see, oh, there's a burger, oh, you know what, I am kind of hungry, maybe I should get off, you know? And you know when you, husbands and wives, you go to bed. I know it frustrates you, wives, but the, the husband gets ready for bread, brushes his teeth, sits down in bed, mind goes into neutral, lays down, and you're like, so, how was your day? What did you talk to? Who would you talk to? What did you do? When would you get back home? Who would you do? What you doing at work? What are you doing right now? What is he doing? <sighs> He's in neutral, baby. He is gone. And you, I don't know, I know you ladies are like, how can that happen? I don't get that. But that's just a gift God has given us. It's an awesome (laughs) thing. So that's for free. You guys can have that. Use that forever, however you want. But regardless, our thoughts are part of the unseen realm. But here's the crazy part. While others may not be able to see them, guess what? God does. God can see our thoughts. In Psalms it says the Lord knows the thoughts of man. Psalm 139, it says, You know when I sit and you know when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar off. Now, How about you? But I'm not sure if there's a more sobering truth in Scripture than that. God knows every single one of our thoughts. Very sobering to consider. And I realize that most of us know that already. Okay, God knows our thoughts. For the most part, people understand that. However, Most people don't know this, and this is an amazing truth. Let me tell you, did you know that we are able to know the thoughts of God? We are able to know the thoughts of God. Look at what it says in Psalm 139. David is saying this to God. He goes, how precious are your thoughts, O Lord, and how vast is the sum of them. Do you see that? How precious to me are your thoughts, oh God. It's God's thoughts that he's giving to David. And apparently there's a lot of them. And David is just like, man, these are precious. Look at what it says in Amos. He who forms the mountains, creates the wind, and reveals his thoughts to man. He who turns dawn to darkness and treads the high places of the earth. The Lord God Almighty is his name. What does God do? He reveals his thoughts to man. God can and He will reveal His thoughts to us. Isn't that awesome? Now, if you think about it, it makes sense. If God's Spirit dwells in us and communes with our spirit, then it makes total sense if we practice the presence of God and dialogue with Him, He's going to reveal His divine thoughts to us. We will be given divine thoughts from God Himself. Therefore, we can dialogue with God. We can hold a conversation with Him. And it happens primarily in our spirit. And let me tell you something. A life lived like that will be absolutely an amazing, incredible, supernatural life to behold. Because here's the deal. God Himself will be pouring out His thoughts into you. And you know what? His thoughts are nothing like our thoughts. God Himself says, Your thoughts, or how does he say, the thoughts of man and the thoughts of God, they're so far apart from each other as the heavens are from the earth. I mean, his thoughts are beyond our comprehension, and yet God is willing and able to give us his divine thoughts. Amen? Isn't that cool? His divine thoughts are truly amazing. Now, here's the the practical side of this. We need to train for this to develop this within us. It's not just going to come naturally. And do you want to know why it's not just going to come naturally? Because we have trained ourselves to only focus on what? The seen world, the physical world, exactly. We have trained ourselves to only interact with what we can see. But guys, we need to learn and train ourselves to become men and women who learn to pay attention to the unseen realm. And allow our spirits to commune with God's spirits. And God... God guys, sorry. <laughs> that takes practice. And it takes training. Whitestone, we got to learn how to slow down our thoughts and quiet our spirits. Because I'll tell you what. It is just the world around us is constantly pummeling us with things. I mean, we're just getting hit left and right. The distractions are there all around us. In fact... I, I think it's gotten worse over the years. Have you ever noticed, has anybody watched a movie in present-day age, like one that just got released, and, and watched that, and then go back and watch a movie that was released like in 1980? You watch a movie here it's like And you're just hanging on. You go back to '80s, it's like and You're like, "Dude, get to, let's move." I mean, this thing isn't happening. We've become so used to being distracted that we need more and more and more and more things to be pummeling us with these with distractions. Guys, we need to learn to slow that down, to quiet our spirits. And guys, I'm going to say, the spiritual disciplines of the Christian life are absolutely crucial in this. They are excellent in helping counteract this. Like, for instance, solitude. When is the last time that you pulled away for an extended amount of time just you and God. An extended amount of time. When's the last time? Silence. When's the last time that you just sat in absolute silence with the Lord? You know, our, our generation doesn't like silence. We always got to feel the silence with noise. Either a TV or a radio or, or music or whatever. We got to put our headphones on. It's always got to be feeling that silence. When's the last time we actually got silent with God? Meditation. When's the last time that you actually sat down and you cleared your mind of all the things that distract us and you simply focused on God himself? Practicing the presence of God. When's the last time that you actually were aware of his presence, you walked with him, you talked with him, you engaged with him moment by moment of your life? When is the last time we did that? These are all disciplines that will help us slow down the mind and quiet the spirit from this rabbit race that we're constantly on and it allows us to settle into God's presence and allows us to be able to hear His thoughts that He wants to reveal to us. Amen? And as I said, guys, this takes work. This takes practice. It takes training. It's not going to just come natural for us. The same way that a little child has to work at learning how to talk and communicate... It's the same way with us. Same way he has to learn to do it in the physical realm. We have to learn how to do it in the spiritual realm. And it's not going to come natural because we're trained to just focus on the physical. But Whitestone, we can no longer just focus on the physical. We have to pay attention to the unseen, unseen world, the spiritual realm. So let's train for it. You know, I said this in first and second. I remember when I went to the mountains last fall, it took me two and a half days two and a half days before i could i could completely quiet down my spirit and my thoughts and everything to where i could just focus on god's presence and hear from him two and a half days that's how bad i was and unfortunately i think that's the norm for us we're just we're just so busy we don't give god any time but if we don't apply these these disciplines and guys if we don't plan for them guess what they'll never happen We must plan for them into our life. Because if you don't, and this is pretty blunt, don't expect to hear God much. Don't expect to hear His voice much. Because as I've told you before, God rarely shouts. Sometimes He does, but God rarely shouts. That's not the norm for Him to shout. But I want us to know that God does speak to us. He does reveal His thoughts to us if we choose to direct our hearts towards Him. Amen? Now, very quickly, there are some obvious things I want to point out here when it comes to listening to God's voice and hearing God's voice. and They're more cautionary in nature, and I want to just mention them because they were on my list of things to cover, and I think it's important that we know this. But one thing I've noticed, and maybe you have too, is that when people begin to start to hear from God, and they start to, you know begin this dialogue of hearing God speak to them, it's very easy for them to start to go, well, I really am something else. This is amazing. And they, they start to think that they're some super Christian because they're hearing from God. I, th- I think some people think that, and they act like that, that somehow that makes them some super above average Christian where they're just like, oh, I'm floating at a level way above you little peons and that's, that's how they act and they're always going the Lord told me this and the Lord told me that and the Lord told me this and they're trying to impress you we all know people like that and while that's awesome that they heard from God good for you that's great but doesn't make you some spiritual giant it doesn't make you some super spiritual religious saint that sits above everyone else it just means that God spoke to you and you heard him guess what? Every one of us were created to experience that. That basically is what the life of a Christian should be, walking and talking with God. So please don't pompously walk around like you're some awesome Christian because you hear God speak to you. Instead, here's what you can do. Thank God that Jesus made it possible that your spirit could be regenerated so that God could reveal his thoughts to you. Thank God that you have a relationship with him. That's the thing you can celebrate. Boast in the Lord, not in yourself. Amen? Amen. And most of all, if you hear from God, make sure you what? Obey him. Do what he says. Last caution I want to share, hearing from God is not just a switch you turn on. Turn on and off. In other words, don't think that you can just mess around in the things of the world, live like the world, act like the world, talk like the world, and then have your little few moments with God where you turn on a switch and like, all right, God, speak to me. Okay? And think that you're hearing from him. Guys, listen to this phrase. Hearing God is a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. Write that down in your Bibles. Hearing God is a lifestyle. It requires a lifestyle that supports it. If you want to be a person that listens to God and he reveals his thoughts to you, it requires a certain lifestyle to support it. I mean, think about it. If you want to be a marathon runner, you need to develop a lifestyle that will support that. If you want to be able to bench press 350 pounds, you need to develop a lifestyle that will support that. Listening to God isn't a switch. It is is not just an on and off thing. It is a learned habit. It is a discipline of paying attention to the unseen realm of God's presence in your life and being sensitive to his leadings. It's not a drive-through. And unfortunately, many people have treated God like he's a drive-thru or like he's a light switch and they live how they want, they do what they want and then they take a minute here and there and they say, all right, God, speak to me. Sometimes they think they're hearing something. But guys, it doesn't work like that. And yet a lot of people think it does. And my caution to you is that if you're living like the world and then acting like the world and then spending these quick minutes with God and hearing something during those times, let me just warn you, be very, very careful because that most likely isn't God. It very well may be the enemy. Guys, in closing, let me just say this. Listen. Listen. This relationship with God is just that. It's a relationship. One that requires time. It requires investment. It requires a life. And so we must devote ourselves to it, our entire lives to it, not just five minutes of our day. As disciples of Jesus, Jesus is our life. And when we make him our life, when we make him the most important, the most sought after, the most desired part of our life, a conversation with him is going to be a natural outcome of it. And it's going to be a beautiful thing. So Whitestone, let's foster that kind of relationship. Amen? Amen. Here's your homework for this week. It's kind of a weird one. want you to make a memory with Jesus this week. And you're like, well, what in the world, Luke, does that mean? Well, here's what it means. You know, when you think about your good friend, and you get with your good friend, do you ever have some times where you sit back and you're like, dude, remember like 10 years ago, we were on the, that canoe ride, and it got all wavy and we tipped over, and we had to swim to shore, and we lost all our stuff. That <laughs> was an awesome time. Remember that one time we went camping? Remember that one time we did this? And you have all these memories that you had together. Time spent together where you interacted with one another. You did things together. That's what we do with our friends. And I've been thinking about in these last few months, like, you know, if I were to get to heaven and sit down with Jesus, what memories could I sit down and say, hey, Jesus, you remember that time when we did that? Do you remember that time when we did this? And I'd have to say, this is very embarrassing to say, that I'd have to say there'd be very few instances that I could say, Jesus, remember that? And I don't like that. I want to be a guy that when I get to heaven, I can say, Jesus, I can't wait to talk about all of our memories that we made together. Because that's how life is meant to be. So here's what I want you to do this week. I want you to make a memory with Jesus. Now, guys, to do that, it requires a lifestyle. It requires a lifestyle to support it. You're not just going to say, turn the light switch on. All right, Jesus, let's make a memory. You're here, and let's talk to you in this dialogue. No, You're going to have to engage with him. You're going to have to dialogue with him. You're going to have to practice his presence. You're going to have to silent your heart, quiet your spirit, so that you can engage with your your Savior, your King, your Lord, and you can make a memory. Do something with Jesus this week. Okay? Everybody get that? All right, so let's try it. And guys, this is once again something we're training for. We're practicing. may not be great the first week, but we keep doing this. Keep doing this. All right, let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for Whitestone. I thank you for these people. They're my brothers and they're my sisters. And God, I couldn't love them more. I'm just so thankful for their life and that I get to do life with them. But God, we we don't want to just play this game. We we want to be sold out disciples of you, Jesus. We want to live lives where you are revealing your divine thoughts to us on a daily basis. And we're making memories with you day in and day out doing what you want us to do. God, I pray that that might be a reality for all of us. And may we develop this kind of relationship, this lifestyle that would support that. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Guys, love you so very, very much. Have an awesome week this week, and we'll see you next Sunday.